And welcome to Rayma Hoovum. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. I'm Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me today. 11 15 2000. Everybody's asking me, are you doing a live? You're doing a live show, Rabbi Greenfield? Okay, here's the story. Today I am doing a live show. I don't always do this. Why? Because things have gotten so busy. Yes, things have gotten so busy. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. All it means is that Hashem has us very busy. So we have to choose what we can do. But I came into the station today because I wanted to do something with all of you. I just want to let you know, by the way, that this is going to be an important show. Very succinct, very on target. But it's not going to last too long. The reason I'm saying this is because I really have to run. But I was like, in the day, I said, you know what? Let's come in. Let's do this because I'm... I'm getting a lot of this stuff lately and I want to talk to all of my listeners to you about this issue. It could cause such strife in the home that it's unbelievable. Before I forget, before I forget Parshas Vayeshev! Parshas Vayeshev is right around the corner. Baruch Hashem! Hold Hashem Kitov! I can't believe this is actually happening. Jay Radio, you guys are amazing! What am I talking about? I am talking about Kesher, Couples Retreat, Parshas Vayeshev, right around the corner. Those of you who haven't heard, by the way, you can go to the website, thekesherretreat.com. You want to know what it's all about? We'll talk more about it at the end of the show. I just want to tell you now, this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. It's so funny. It's so funny how people are so busy, they do not have time for themselves. I'm talking about your spouse. I'm talking about your relationship. You listen to my show. I don't know what you're doing right now. You're probably maybe getting ready for Shabbos. You are cooking. You are preparing. You're cleaning. You're organizing. You are preparing for Shabbos as I'm talking to you. Is the sink running? Are you putting the chicken in the oven? Are you making the, the, the whatever dish it is? That's how you're listening, because you're multitasking. That's the ladies. The men, it's a little bit harder for you to multitask, right? Because we got to stay focused on one thing at a time. I cannot cook and bake and take care of the baby while I'm listening to you, Rabbi Greenfield. It doesn't exactly work. Okay, there are multitask males as well, ladies. There are. Yes, there are multitask males. Not a lot of them. But what I will tell you is that this Shabbos is an opportunity to just escape with your spouse in an incredible setting. The reason I say that is these are beautiful suites where you get to spend Shabbos, just you and your spouse. Oh, but I have children. Okay, so you know what? That one Shabbos, you can ask your mother, your mother-in-law, they'll watch the children for that Shabbos because this is going to be not just a relaxing empowering, inspiring Shabbos, but you're going to walk away with a lot of skills and tools that's going to help you in your relationships with your kids. We are going to be having phenomenal speakers in Mitzvah Shem. Phenomenal! I, we're talking about Rabbi Re- Eddie is coming to Shabbos. Rabbi Goldman is going to be there the whole Shabbos. Rabbi Elba is going to be there. We are, I'm going to be the Bez Hashem. I'm not saying I'm so amazing, but what I am saying to all of you is that Bez Hashem Yisbarach, it is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be empowering. We are very excited about it. If you are interested, it's also very affordable, by the way, thekesherretreat.com, thekesherretreat.com, two O's, two R's, sorry, or 917-773-8581. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. But first, 
I want to talk to you about this specific topic that I'm seeing relevant to many relationships, I think including yours. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to me today, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about you and your spouse. I want to talk to you about your understanding of who your husband is. Your understanding of who your wife is. And I always say that we all know that we're all so different. The Torah tells us that we're all different, right? But it's not just we're different because there's husband and wife, man and woman, which of course we think, feel, perceive, analyze, love. Everything is different. And that leads to miscommunications. Why? 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 Okay, we're different. Okay, I heard that a million times. I heard it. I heard it from my chassan teacher and my kala teacher. I heard we're different, we're different, we're different. But what does that have to do with anything? I'll tell you what it has to do. You're going to misinterpret your husband. You're going to misinterpret your wife. You're going to think that they did something maliciously, intentionally, to get you, because they don't care about you. Rabbi Greenfield, you say this all the time, but <laughs> you don't know my husband. My husband really, I mean, he has his moods, whatever, they're good times or bad. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, your husband wants to please you. He wants to please you. Unquestionably, I work with couples. Not my husband. I'm telling you, he does. Your wife wants to please you as well, gentlemen. But what I'm telling you now is that because they're different, there's a lot of misinterpretations. Oh, isn't that such a nice thing to say? It's an excuse, right? It's not an excuse. Here's what I want to talk to you about today, ladies and gentlemen. Are you listening to me? You could keep on making the fish, but I want you to listen to me also. This is very important. The big five personality traits. It's called the five-factor model, or it's called the ocean model. Call it whatever you want. You know what they did? These are scientists that spent possibly years researching, studying, extrapolating, putting together tons of data, not just from 10 or 50, 20 people, thousands upon thousands of people. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to come up to see if they can come up with different personality traits. What that means is that you and your husband very possibly have different personality traits. You, that doesn't mean you have a bad, you can have, doesn't mean you're doomed. It means that, actually, it means that you can have an amazing marriage and really connect to Hashem because you're different and create bridges. But I want to tell you something. If you're going to listen to me now, you're going to see that you and your husband fit into one of these big five personality traits. How do I know this? Because this is the way Akash who created us. How do we know these personality traits are true? Is because there was so much research done on this that it's sort of like covered almost all the population. We're not even talking about just from Yidin here. We're talking about millions upon millions of people who all carry one thing, and that is that Hashem created them. And Hashem created these people with different personality traits. And they're not saying all, but they're, they're saying most people fall into this big five personality traits called FFM. Some people overlap two of them, but generally, generally, you're going to see when I say this, that your husband or your wife fits into one of these 
particular personality traits. Let's start with the first personality trait. And it's important to understand this. The reason I'm saying this is because once you understand your husband better, once you understand your wife better, it's going to prevent those fights. Because you're thinking they're out to get you. You're thinking he doesn't care about you. Because if he would care about you, he would do A, B, C, D, F, G. Or if she would care about you, she wouldn't do A, B, C, D, F, G. Or the other way around. Number one is called openness to experience. And I want you to think for a second whether you or your husband is like this. What is openness to experience? Number one, appreciation for art, emotion, adventure, unusual ideas, curiosity, um, intellectual curiosity, creativity. High openness can be perceived as unpredictability or focus and more likely to engage in risky behavior. Do you hear me? Do you feel that your husband is constantly taking risks? Do you feel that your wife could just decide in one second that she's going to go here, go there, and, and com- like completely out of the blue wants to do something? It's like, what? Let's think about it. Let's plan it. Usually I see this more, the women telling the husbands, let's think about it. Let's plan it. You can't just do things overnight, right? And they're not understanding why their husband's like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, just like all of a sudden he wants to get into a new business. So somebody came to him and said something, and all of a sudden he's like, what? Whoa, whoa, relax. What, what, what is that? So people who are open to experiences, they will be less guarded, and they will be more open, and they will lean towards different experiences and you will also what you're also going to see what you're also going to see is you're going to see that there many of these people pursue self-actualization specifically by seeking out intense euphoric experiences so some of these people they're not always like wild and crazy but many times they're going to want to do wild and crazy things so it's like a little weird like, you're not a wild, crazy person. You, you would really do that? You know, it's funny. I actually spoke to someone the other day. And very calm person. Like, very relaxed, calm person. I was talking to him. And, and, and you know, we were talking about... I know what got into this conversation about jumping out of planes. You know, people jump out of planes for fun. And I was like, isn't that crazy? Can you imagine people jump out of planes for fun? They just jump out of a plane. They go para- they're parachuting, whatever it is called, right? They'll do that. And he says to me, yeah, I would do that. I'm like, what? You would do that? Yeah, yeah, why not? I'm like, you don't seem like a person who would do that. But if you think about it, if he's open to different experiences, even though he might not seem like a wild person, he'll do that. And that might shock you sometimes about your husband, about your wife, who you never thought would be open to these things, and all of a sudden. And, and it, it could play itself out in many other things that you might, might make you nervous because you're not that type of person who will just like take these types of risks. Whatever risks it is, whether it's with money, whether it's with traveling, it's going somewhere. Okay, next. The next one, and those of you who are joining us, what we are doing now is we are describing something called the Big Five PT, the five-factor model, the five Big Five personality traits. This is not, you know, this is not my own title, as they say. This is something that was researched. This is a tremendous amount of data that was crunched, and they came up with these Five things are so important for your marriage. Next is something called conscientiousness. What is conscientiousness? Let me tell you conscientiousness. 
Conscientiousness is a tendency to be organized and dependable, self-disciplined, aim for achievement, and prefer planned rather than spontaneous behavior. You might be like this. I see this much more by ladies than it is by men, but I see it the other way around too. High conscientiousness sometimes is perceived as being stubborn and focused. And you might feel that your wife is just being stubborn and she doesn't want to go on a trip. And you told her about the cashier retreat, but she doesn't know, or about the kids and where we're going to put them and this and that, though that is important for you gentlemen to go to. But what I want to tell you is that you see how, again, you're misinterpreting your husband or your wife. You think they're being all organized, like everything has to be structured and 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 self-discipline, okay? So what I want to tell you is that it's just a character trait. It's just a mida. And there is no mida that's perfect. There's no mida. In every mida, we have to work on ourselves. Victor Miller writes that, that, that marriage is like a, you know, it's as if to say like a, I think he's the one who says it. It's like a factory for working on your midos. And these are really five. When I say 5%, I'm talking about midos is what I'm talking about, right? Now, of course, the other midos also, but this is like, you know, sort of like putting them into a box in a scientific way. I'm not saying there aren't other ones in a scientific way. So conscientiousness is the people who are organized and dependable and like, you know, you don't do things without being without planning. And your husband might not be like that. And you think like he's so be- he's so irresponsible and they get into a fight. He's not irresponsible. It's just a personality trait. And a Kaddish Want us to create a bridge to connect to him and his conscientiousness. Sorry, 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 sorry. People who are low conscious, that's open to experience, means they mean that you're conscientiousness and he's not. He's low conscientious. Okay? He's spontaneous. You're not spontaneous because it upsets you when he's spontaneous and he messes himself over. On the other hand, think about many times that he was spontaneous and you did have a good time, right? It goes both ways. Tasha. Next, extroversion. What's extroversion? Let me tell you what extroversion is. Extroversion is energetic, surgency, assertiveness, tendency to seek stimulation in the company of others, talkativeness, high extroversion, Extroverted people is generally perceived as attention-seeking or domineering. Low extroversion causes a reserved, reflective personality, which can be perceived as aloof or self-absorbed. This is what it might be appearing, but it might not be true. It might just be his personality. He's an outgoing guy. She's an outgoing lady, girl, whatever it is. It's just, they're outgoing, you know? It's called extroverted. It's one of the five personality traits. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing right about it. It's just a personality. So sometimes your husband might embarrass you in front of other people and say things that are embarrassing. He's not doing it intentionally. His personality is an extrovert. And sometimes extroverted people say things that are inappropriate. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm not saying they should do it. They have to be careful. But I'm telling you not to let it hurt you so much because it's just a personality. Of course you can speak to him about it. You have to be careful how you speak to him about it. But it's, he's an extrovert. That's all he is, is an extrovert. Next, agreeable, agree, sorry, let me say this right. 
agreeableness. What's agreeableness? Agreeableness is a tendency to be compassionate, cooperative, rather than suspicious and antagonistic. It's also a measure of one's trusting and helpful nature, whether a person is generally well-tempered or not. High agreeableness is often seen as naive or submissive. So people sometimes think that this guy is naive. He's just like whatever you know, you could sell him the Brooklyn Bridge. Right? It's not necessarily so. It might just have a tendency of agreeableness. He just he just likes to agree with people. Are you like that? Do you like enjoy agreeing with people? For what? Why do you agree with people? Maybe you want to make them feel good. Low agreeableness is generally personalities that are often competitive or challenging people, which can be argumentative and untrustworthy. Aren't there people that you speak to and they're constantly arguing with you? Constantly arguing with you. Yes, my husband, Rabbi Greenfield. No, 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 not your husband. I'm not talking about your husband. Just joking there. Might be your wife, gentlemen. Thursdays, you know, Thursdays I feel like I have I have more ladies listening to me while, while, while they're preparing for Shabbos, but there are men listening also, and this might be played on Monday night. So what we're saying now is that sometimes you feel your spouse just fights with you. Everything you say, they fight with you. It's just a personality. Don't take it to heart. I'm not saying they shouldn't learn. Of course they learn. This, this world is about being massacred ourselves and not arguing. But if you are on the receiving end of all this, remember, all it is is just a meter of a person, agreeableness. Next and finally, there's something called, and let me, hopefully I'm saying this right, neuroticism. Now, what is that? Um, it comes from neurotic. Yeah, the word comes from neurotic. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Neuroticism. What it is is a tendency to be prone to psychological stress. This is just a tendency to experience unpleasant emotions easily, such as anger, anxiety, depression, vulnerability, constantly stressed out. It, it's sort of like, you know, you know, there are people who are just always stressed out. Always stressed out. Now, some people are stressed out because there's really a lot of things going on in their life. But some people... There's always something else going on. You know, I hear from a lot of people, my husband is just always complaining, always bitter, always tzibrachen. I hear from men, my wife is always bitter, is always complaining, is always tzibrachen. What do I do with her? What do I do with him? So, of course, these people need to try to be positive. What to do with them, I'm not talking about today. What I'm talking about is your perception of them. They're not doing it because they're off the wall. They're negative people. They're just, you know, just like nasty people. It's a personality trait. Okay? It's called neuroticism. It comes from the word neurotic. It's there. It's part of the five personality traits known as the five-factor model. And what happens is with these people is that they, and I, I call it a high sensitivity dial, they get angry quick, they get anxious quick, they're vulnerable. Generally, from my experience, this is coming from their childhood. I'm just letting you know. For those of you who are parents, for those of you who have been mechanic your kids, and you are there for your children, 
and you try to do whatever you can for them, right? You don't understand if there's machlokas in the home, it's going to affect them. They perceive it, they sense it. If they get criticism from you every time you criticize them, it brings them down a notch in the development. I'm not saying you shouldn't criticize them here and there, and you have to know how to do it. But you are affecting the rest of their lives. You want a neurotic kid? I'm not blaming it on you, chas v'shalom. Of course, there's other systems, and it's all really coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But what I'm telling you is that it's called neuroticism, and I'm also telling you is that there are people who are constantly angry, anxious, vulnerable, depressed, not emotionally stable, okay? It's also called um, low-impulse control. So this is a personality. Don't get upset at your husband if he's like this. It's a personality. He's not doing this on purpose. Not waking up in the morning to be negative. Not waking up in the morning to be to to to, to be to brachin and to complain. Sometimes there really are, you know, wild things going on. But there's some people who are just like always like this. So I'm telling you it's a personality trait. That's what I'm saying. If you're still not sure, think about what you are. What are you? Are you open to experience? I'll give you a couple examples over here. I'll give you some examples of things that might go on in your mind. I have excellent ideas. I'm quick to understand things. I use difficult words. I'm full of ideas. I'm not interested in abstractions. Oh, that's the reverse. I'm sorry. But those things I just told you, excellent ideas, quick to understand, use difficult words, you're full of ideas and creative that is openness to experience. Your husband might be like that, right? So he takes more risks and he's constantly analyzing stuff. You, when you do things, it's just boom, 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 you do it. But your husband, oh my gosh, you got to think about it. He's not sure. Or it might be your wife. Gentlemen, you might be like very like more impulsive, like let's just do it. Come on, come on, come on. And she might be, let's think about it. I'm not ready. So this is, you know, openness to experience. Next is conscientiousness. Conscientiousness, a tendency to display self-discipline actively, strive for achievement. So here are a couple of examples of conscientiousness. I'm always, I'm generally prepared. I pay attention to details. I get chores done right away. I like order. I follow a schedule. I'm exacting in my work. You might be conscientious. Your husband might not be conscientious. Your wife might not be conscientious. And this could cause machlokas. And I want to stop for just a second, okay? Because this is really the point of where I was getting at today. Because I, I, I got to run. And, and this, is, this is a very pivotal piece. And it's like this. Many times, ladies and gentlemen, many times... In your relationship with your husband or your wife, you're going to feel the following. You know what you're going to feel? Let me tell you what you're going to feel. You're going to feel that you made up something with your husband. Whatever it is that you made up, okay? Or your wife. Um, your husband or your wife needed money that you didn't really have and you gave it to them. And they said they're going to pay you back. Um... You pr- your husband promised he was going to make a certain phone call. Your husband promised that he's going to take care of a certain form. Your wife promised you that she's going to take your clothing to the cleaners. Um, your husband promised you that he's going to be on time. 
Your wife promised you that she would never play with the temperature controls in the house because it's costing you a lot of money. She's going to leave it to you. Or whatever she promised you, whatever he promised you, and, and he doesn't follow through, your husband doesn't follow through, or your wife doesn't follow through, you know what you're going to feel about your husband? Let me tell you what you're going to feel about your husband. Sometimes if you're, if you're conscientious and you're exactly the opposite because your personality is not like that, when you say something, you do it. Did you hear me? When you say something, you do it. You're going to feel that your husband or your wife, when they say something, they don't do it. And you know why they don't do it? Because they're not really honest. They are liars. I use that word. I'm sorry to be so strong. Right? That word you tell children, right? And so you're going to feel like you just, you lied to me. You told me you're going to take care of that form. You told me that you're going to pay me back. You told me you're not going to touch the thermostat. You told me that you're going to learn with the kids. You're going to be on time. You didn't. So you know what? You're really, you lied to me because you definitely lied to me. I can't trust you. I can't trust you. You tell me things and you don't follow through. Can't believe I married such a man. Can't believe I married such a woman. And that's the interpretation. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying what they did was right. But what I'm saying is that you're taking it to a whole different level. A very... A level that you wouldn't want a Kosh to take us to. And why am I saying this? Let me tell you why I'm saying this. Because you're not understanding your husband. You're not understanding your wife. Your spouse might not have been gifted with something called conscientiousness. He or she does not pay attention to details. He or she does not get chores done right away. He or she doesn't like order. They take risks. They analyze everything. They think about everything. When they told you they're going to do it, they didn't lie to you. I know you're going to get upset at me, some of you right now. I'm so sorry. They didn't lie to you. They really planned to do it. Your wife planned to do it. Your husband planned to do it. So why didn't they do it? They must be liars. No, no. That's an interpretation. That's a false interpretation. We would never want a Kashbaku do that to us. You know why your wife did that? Or didn't do that? Let me tell you why. Because she has a different personality from you. She's not like you. She's not conscientious. She's not attention to details. She's not so organized. For her, it's already, it, it, she feels relaxed if the house is not so clean. Or your husband feels relaxed. Your husband is not like that. He really does plan to do that. But what? He's not like you. He's not like you. He's not conscientious like you. Maybe he's a little bit more open to experience. He's not conscientious. He really did plan to do it for you. He really feels bad about it. So if he really planned, he should have written it down. I would have written it down. Yeah, you would have written it down, mister. But your wife doesn't write it down. First of all, she's crazy busy. And because with all the kids that, or whatever she's doing. But besides that, that's not her personality. Or, this, or your husband, it's not his personality to write things down. Yes, you should tell him next time, please write things down. You see, most of the fights and the interpretations, I hate to say this, are false. No one's out to get, there's not a husband in the world that wants to fight with his wife. I've never met one. I've never met one, and I've met many husbands. I've never met a man who wants to fight with his wife. I never met a woman who wants to fight with her husband. 
So, so what's going on over here? What is go- So how come with all these fights? I'll tell you why. The reason there are all these fights is because there are misinterpretations. Because I feel you don't care about me. If you would have cared about me, you would have paid attention to details. You would have noticed. Obviously, you don't care. But that's not the truth. The truth is, is that he's out to lunch. <laughs> I don't mean out to lunch, out to lunch. I mean, he's not conscientious. You get it? He's not conscientious like you. He's more open to experience. He's a different personality. I'm making this stuff up. You think my people are making this up? Which I'm biased. Look it up. Research it. Research the five personality traits. It's all there. Whoa. Okay. You guys, come on. You, you got to come to this retreat. next. It, 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 sign up for KeshaRetreat.com. You're going to hear, we're going to talk about this, we're talking about other stuff. It's just a learning experience, you know. It's just important for so many people. Next. Extraversion. Extraversion. Okay, what's extraversion? Extraversion is characterized by the breath of activities. He's an extroverted person. Pronounced, we spoke about it. So now, you want to know if you're extroverted, if your husband's extroverted? This, this is the questions you have to ask yourself. Or, or, or statements. Let's statements. I'm the life of the party. Okay, then maybe you are extroverted. I don't mind being the center of attention. Hmm, interesting. I feel comfortable around people. I start conversations. I talk a lot of different people at parties. Or the other way around. I don't talk a lot. I think a lot before I speak. I don't like to draw attention to myself. I'm quiet around strangers. I have no intention of talking in large crowds. These are... That's not extroverted, and it's just a personality trait. And don't take it so seriously. Don't think your wife is nuts because she every time she comes to a chasana, she's all busy talking and doing. It's just a personality. It's all it is. It's fine. It's fine. Next, agreeableness. Agreeableness. How do you know if you're agreeable? Here, I'm interested in people. I sympathize with other people's feelings. I have a soft heart. I take time out for others. I feel others' emotions. I make people feel at ease or the other way around. I'm not really interested in others. I insult people. (laughs) I'm not interested in other people's problems. I feel a little concerned for others. I don't really care. Your life is your life. My life is my life. Like, you know what? Leave me alone. It's different personality traits. I'm not saying it's okay. One second. Did I, did I say it's okay to be that way? I'm not saying. Obviously, we have to go by the Torah. We want to be like a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachem, V'chanon, Erech, Apayin, Rav, Chetavimah, You know what I notice, though, a lot of times? I notice a lot of people who are like Midas Adin type of people. If you're like a Midas Adin, like, you know, time means time. And if we plan something, it has to happen. Everything has to happen the way we planned, the way we structured it. And if you promise me, oh boy, you better do it, right? Meet us a din type of people are very focused on din. And what's the right thing to do? You got to do it. So we made up. Hey, you got to do it. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say what the right thing to do is. That's wrong. I meant on doing what you promised, what I told you, the setup that we worked up with. It has to be that way. And unfortunately, a lot of these people are really not in tune with other people's emotions, taking time for other people. They don't necessarily have a soft heart. And it has to be balanced. It, it has, there has to be some balance in the middle. It should lean towards Rachamim. It should lean towards Rachamim. Definitely. 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 That's what Kodesh Baruch Hu does, right? Hashem, Hashem is more than lean. Hashem is completely Rachamim. That's what we should follow Kodesh Baruch Hu's ways. And finally... Neuroticism. And what's neuroticism? What it is is 
people who seem to be neurotic. Is that your husband? Is that your wife? Let's see. Let's test. Here's the test. He gets irritated very easily. You might get irritated very easily. He gets stressed out very easily. She gets stressed out very easily. He gets upset easily. He has frequent mood swings. He worries about things all the time. He's more anxious than most people. Okay. The reverse of it is, you know, we like calling chilled out. She's relaxed most of the time. He's relaxed most of the time. He hardly feels bad. He's, yeah, he's fine. He's chilled. Nothing bothers him. In a way, it's good. In a way, it's not good because these people have a tendency just to be chilled in the same fashion they don't many times they don't do things because they're just so chilled so again it's just a personality trait it's just a personality fact ladies and gentlemen these are the five big five personality traits it's called the ffm or the ocean model okay it's a it's a tax this is what they call a taxonomy for personality for personality traits that's what it is it's, it's a taxonomy it's a system you know the same like with animals different systems same thing over here. It's it's scientific. But what we as Torah observant Jews can learn from this. And we can tell ourselves, you know what? My husband is just different than me. She's different. He didn't mean to be manipulative. She didn't mean to be abusive. And I see these words flying around. Whoa! Manipulative. Abusive. Whoa, calm down. Your husband's not manipulative or abusive. Your wife's not manipulative or abusive. Calm down. It's not manipulative or abusive. They are different. I know you would never do that. You know something? I'm going to say something very strong. Don't shut me off right now because it's very strong and I think it's important for you to hear this. And that's as follows. You know why you're feeling that he's manipulative or she's manipulative? Let me tell you why you're feeling that. You know why you're feeling that? Because... To you, with your character trait, that would be manipulative. Meaning, if you would do it, if you would do what he did, or what she did, you're right, that would be manipulative. If you would do whatever act, or whatever she didn't do, or he didn't do, right, that might be abusive, because that's not you. And if you were to do something like that, that would be so horrible for you, but not for him, not for her. She's not being manipulative. She's not being like and sticky and getting you. She's not doing that. She's not doing that. It's her personality. It's his personality. It's just a personality trait. I'm not saying it's that his actions, her actions are going to cause Shalom bias and just, yeah, most things you should be mevater. Honestly, yeah, most you should be mevater, but some things you can't. I understand. It has to be worked out. But it's not like, oh, my husband, he's just so manipulative at times. He can get abusive. Like, whoa, those are very heavy words. We don't talk like that about our husbands, about our wives. We don't talk about, hey, your wife is being manipulative. Your wife, like, doesn't, doesn't answer your phone calls, but you know that if it was her friend, she would answer. It's not necessarily so true. You, you're making stories. You're blowing balloons. It's not true. She's just different. She's very different. And Derek Agav, she was not speaking to her friend more than you. She was speaking to her friend because her friend was trying to help her find a tutor for your child. I know, I'm being a little strong here, but ladies and gentlemen, it's important to know that we are different. We have different personality traits. And instead of getting upset and misinterpreting and miscommunicating and all the machlokas at home, just accept that your husband's different, that your wife's different. It's okay. 
Yes, sometimes you have to work things out. I'm not saying that. But don't get so upset. There's no reason to get so upset. It's okay. And Movado. Now, even as I say it right now, I know that your husband's going to get you upset and your wife is going to get you upset. This is marriage normal, right? But don't react. Don't react. Give yourself a little time. Give yourself time. Give yourself time and just escape from the situation. And then remember this show. He's just different. She's just different. She's not out to get you. He's not out to get you. He's not lying to you when he told you he's going to do this. She's not lying to you when she told you she's going to do this. What actually is happening is that he really did plan. She really did plan to do that for you. But what? It's a different personality. And they feel bad about not doing it. So maybe you can help them say, you know, write it down. Maybe give, give them reminder text. They don't have that memory. But they're constantly multitasking. So whether it's your wife, whether it's your husband, whether it's your children sometimes, because your children also have different personality traits, and you're getting all upset at them, that, that their room is all, you know, big balagan. That's their personality. On the other hand, they're very creative, your children. On the other hand, they're, you know, they're, they're so social and they have rechmanis and other kids. Yeah, the room's a mess. They're not going to sleep on time. Think positive. Tracht gut, soll sein gut. And you don't just have to like, you know, oh, imagination. It's real. These are real personality traits. And if you focus on them, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking probably a little bit about this also at the retreat. You don't want to miss this retreat. You want to tell about your friends and neighbors about this retreat. Parshas Vayeshev, go to the Keshet, J-Roots. I'm very involved in this. I'm really very involved putting this together. I'm Ezra Shem, we're going to have a lot of atzlacha. We're having good feedback. And um, I like to fill the rooms before like the end. I really like to fill the rooms. I mean, we're not, it's not a lot of couples. You think a lot of couples? We're not. This is talking about maximum of 40 couples. I don't want more than 40 couples. I do not want more than 40 couples. Baruch Hashem, we have good feedback. But we want to get more. We want to get more. Maximum 40 couples. And I want you to be part of this. I want your friends to be part of this. Why? Because you're going to gain. You're going to gain. Honestly, this first time, I don't even think that Jay was going to make money, a lot, uh, whatever, a lot of money on this, if anything. It, you know, and I'm involved in this also. I want people to be empowered, to be inspired. We're going to have amazing speakers. Um, Rabbi Goldman is phenomenal. He's been here on the radio with me, actually. Um, by Maimon Elbaz's stuff, by Maimon Elbaz's motivation techniques for kids, I'm telling you, have changed families around. Have changed families around. Go to thekesherretreat.com. Thekesherretreat.com. With two R's. Or 917-773-8581. Thank you for listening. If you did listen to me, shoot me a text. 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi It's Greenfield. Have an amazing week. Hope those of you who didn't sign up for the retreat, sign up for the retreat. All the best. And an amazing and wonderful Shabbos. And if you're on Monday night, have an amazing Tuesday. Call Tov. Definitely shoot me a text. All the best. Bye.